Welcome in to another new episode of the Codings Pro interview series. I'm your host, Ben DuBose, and I'm a staff writer with Codings Pro Magazine. In this special episode, we're sharing another peek into one of our new features of the magazine in 2021, which is showcase profiles of longtime members of SSPC and or NACE. We're doing this to highlight the integration of SSPC, the Society for Protective Codings, and NACE International, and to spotlight how the new combined organization known as AMP, the Association for Materials Protection and Performance, can best serve the codings industry. For us at Codings Pro Magazine, which is an official AMP publication, this year is our 20-year anniversary. You may have already read about that in our November print issue. But for codings manufacturer Rust-Oleum, 2021 is actually their 100th anniversary. And for about the last decade of that period, David O'Brien Jr. is one person who has played a key role in leading their success. Today, David is the technical service manager for Rust-Oleum, and his licenses and certifications have included being a level three coding inspector under NACE, a concrete codings inspector via SSPC, and as an architectural coding technologist by the Master Painters Institute, which was acquired by NACE in 2017. Master Painters Institute is also known as MPI. With SSPC and NACE combining this year to form AMP, O'Brien is very aware of the value that associations like these can have to an individual, a company, and the industry at large. As such, we're bringing him in to this podcast to discuss those dynamics a bit more, as well as provide some broader industry insight as we head toward 2022. David, good afternoon. How are you? Ben, doing great. And on behalf of myself and Rustoleum, I'd like to start off by saying thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think a good place to start, if we could, just give us a little bit of background on your career history and what you currently do at Rustoleum. Okay. As far as my career, I've been in the coatings industry since 1990. Uh, I, funny story is, I started in a union. I grew up in a union painting family. Uh, and never wanted to really be a painter and went to college and as funny as it is I turned around selling paint um, but the career started um, you know in sales uh, as a store manager uh, worked my way into a sales type representative position eventually became a commercial sales manager but in the late 2000s um, I shifted my focus and became more involved in the uh, the technical side and specifications and consulting and that's what led me to the position that I have currently with Rust-Oleum. Um, came over to Rust-Oleum in 2012 to help them restart their architectural and engineering department uh, with the focus of working with architectural and engineering firms to discuss industry standards, specifications, and products. Um, as you had mentioned, uh, in 2018, I was promoted to the manager of their technical depart service department. Um, as far as the technical service department for Rust-Oleum, we handle all things, you know, quote unquote, technical for mm -hmm. North America and also our international business. So not only do we work with what's happening in the in the 50, you know, United States, we also work with Canada. We have business down in, in the Latin Americas. We also work with our international side with uh, China, Asia, Russia, the Middle East. So we get involved with a lot of that stuff also for the, for those other areas. Um, the team functions basically with specifications, warranties, job site surveys, failure analysis, product recommendations. We get involved with a lot of product application training, which I'll kind of defer to in some of the 
and a later comment. And we also manage all of our technical data sheets um, for the company. One thing I'm proud to say is that all of the members of the technical service team that work with me um, are all members of AMPP, NACE, and SSPC, and they hold several different types of association certifications. So when we're talking about Rust-Oleum, I think a lot of our audience is familiar because certainly you guys make a lot of paints and coatings, but for anyone that doesn't fully know the company's scope, just tell us a little bit about how Rust-Oleum serves the coatings industry. I mentioned, for example, it's your 100th anniversary, so clearly y'all have been doing this a while. Just fill anyone in about what Rust-Oleum does and a little bit of the overall scope. Okay. Um, well, Rust-Oleum was founded on the principle of creating innovative products, and it, as you mentioned, is currently celebrating its 100th year in business. Funny part of how the story began, in 1921, there was a sea captain named Robert Ferguson. What is that? and drop them on the deck of his ship. Wherever the fish landed, the ship didn't rust. So he's mm. like, there must be something about fish oil that prevents rust. So he started, he stopped becoming, he stopped being a fisherman, got together with a chemist, and developed one of the first world rust preventative paints. And that's how rust Oleum was born, a sea captain and fish oil. Mm. Back then, there was only 24 colors of paint that they had, and now rust Oleum you know, has grown to be a global leader in manufacturing innovative coatings that empower do-it-yourselfers and coating professionals alike. So I know one of the things that you all do as a company, you're constantly in contact with contractors, basically your end users, because of course you want to develop products and coatings and technologies that are useful in the field and meet the current needs as we head toward 2022 of what people using protective paints and coatings actually need. So a big part of that is feedback. And when you talk to your users, when you talk to, in the case of our audience, your coatings contractors, what are some of the things that they're telling you guys that they need? Or, or what are some of the challenges that they have when you all talk to them and they tell you basically the types of technologies that they would like to see developed? Well, one of the challenges that I hear a lot from the coding industry these days uh, is basically more on, not as much as products, but it's more on the skilled labor and industry knowledge out there. Um, and, and I was going to talk about that if you didn't mind. Um, sure. As a manufacturer, we work with different levels of trades on architectural and industrial built environment projects. And having properly trained and knowledgeable applicators is key to those project successes. Um, I talk to, you know, different types of owners and uh, general contractors and so forth. And it's always like we need proper training and we've got contractors that can do A, but they're not very good at B. And when it comes into bidding these projects, just the scope of work that they pick up, you tend to find people that are good at a lot of things, but sometimes they're not good at what we need them to do. Um, what I've also found out in there is that these contractors can get proper training from like local union training programs if it's if it's if it's a union based company. Um, assistance from manufacturers like Rust-Oleum or the other coatings manufacturers out there. But I see a lot of them can really gain great knowledge in the industry from associations like AMPP, ACE and SSPC by completing programs like the QP series that's out there. Uh, I bring that up. 
we've had I've had conversations with people about you know driving that into specifications to a point where we have a conversation about having a, a quality professional on the project and they've been through a QP series type training um, because it gives them an understanding of what as a manufacturer is going to ask for surface prep requirements for applying for applying their coatings and these are all critical to coating performances and life cycles that owners are looking for these days when they're building these projects and mm. investing the dollars. In terms of the actual technologies, is there anything as you guys head towards 2022 that's particularly, I don't know, hot button at the moment in terms of what people are interested in or looking for? Well, the industrial coating technologies have been fairly consistent over the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Most of the industrial coatings for steel structures today still focuses on asset protection based on either cathodic protection with zinc-based primers or through barrier protection with high-build epoxies and urethanes. As the industry looks into newer technologies, the emphasis is still based on the protection of the assets for an extended life cycle for the owner. But I do see that newer technologies are coming out there, um, like self-healing products, self-healing epoxy coatings. If they get damaged, they repair themselves to a point to give you time to find it, repair it, keep it in a localized corrosion situation instead of having just a complete destruction of the surface. And also as well as uh, new types of technologies for UV protection when you talk about um, advanced urethane coatings or polysiloxanes. These are some of the technologies that I see the industry switching to, which is trying to extend that life cycle, life cycle on structural steel. When it comes to concrete floor projects, um, all the technologies are pushing towards what I consider gaining speed, quote unquote, as mm-hmm. the industry continues to move to a quicker return to service. Uh, we don't have weeks to shut down. Um, we need to do this you know, in a, in a quick turnaround so we can continue to be involved in production and being profitable. So service service products like polyureas are, are popping up in place of epoxies. Um, but typically only when the job environments and the service performance fits that. I don't like to have people say, I want to, you can't base the job on quick turnaround and faster return to service if the system doesn't meet what they're going to do at the end. You know, you've got to have a system that works for the environment that the, con- that the customer is looking for. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how quick it's on or if it only lasts a couple of weeks, you know, you need something that fits in all places, so. But over the years on, on the jobs that I've been involved with, whether it's been water tanks, treatment plants, production, ability, production facilities, uh, it, it's always been based on proper surface prep with the proper type of recommendation to you know, get the customer where they need to be and give them the expected life cycle they're looking for. And the technologies that have been out there for years still accomplish that, but I do see a drive going towards um, extending some of these situations with these newer products that are coming out. Let's shift gears to the association talk. We mentioned in discussing your career history that you've had roles with SSPC, with NACE, with MPI, specifically with some of the licenses and certifications. What are some of the ways that those types of organizations have benefited you or the company? And uh, there's a number of directions you can go with this. We could talk certifications. It could be education. It could be conferences. Uh, But just talk, if you could, about how um, those types of associations have benefited you and or the company. 
Well, I'll start out by, by stating that Rust-Oleum firmly believes in membership with these associations to offer industry knowledge as well as networking abilities. There have been a ton of people that I've met over the years through these different types of networking situations that have uh, greatly increased my knowledge or helped become uh, people to reach out to uh, when questions come around. Um, as far as specifics, I manage our current SSPC corporate sponsorship roster, and I try to keep our employees at Rust-Oleum engaged and involved in any type of education that helps better their career or, or that meets the requirements for their jobs. As far as my personal career, um, I fully believe that if you want to play in a space, you should understand the rules of engagement. Early in my career, I worked more in the architectural and commercial coatings, and I focused on associations that would provide networking and education opportunities in that type of uh, environment. Same was true when I got involved with architectural and engineering community. I joined their association and became certified in what was important to them to better understand their requirements when it came to project specifications and construction documents. But during my whole career, um, I've been involved with industrial coatings and protecting assets for customers. And it's always been a big part of my responsibility. So the relationship with associations like NACE, SSPC, were, were paramount. Education and training through the coatings inspector program, as you mentioned previously, and the uh, concrete coatings inspector program mm -hmm. have not only helped me gain industry knowledge that led to the certifications I carry, but it, it also helped assist with my daily job functions. When it comes to MPI, as you had mentioned, um, I manage our Rust-Oleum uh, MPI or Master Painters Institute program as far as getting products um, submitted and certified with MPI. And with it now being part of the combined association, I'm also involved with the, the new MPI task force that they're putting together to help review the current standards and how they address the industry and see if we're in the right direction or not in the right direction and helping to drive those in the same position as, as where NACE and SSPC have always been. Um, conferences, I think are very helpful. Um, I try to attend them more in person than virtually, but uh, yearly to continue to, to improve and broaden my education and industry knowledge, as well again as that networking aspect. Um, I also sit on two of the NACE technical committees, which obviously are moving over to the AMPP side, but that's the SCO2, the external coatings committee, mm -hmm. as well as the SC23 protective coatings for corrosion control committee. I believe that these, the involvement in these committees help a person like myself better understand the evolution of the standards over the years, but it also gives a person like myself to offer some industry knowledge that I have to help define with other industry professionals um, possible directions of where these standards go as, as we talked about earlier, as technologies or different things change in the built environment. So you're a manager now. What kind of advice would you have to industry newcomers or perhaps someone new to your company about how an association like SSPC, like NACE, like AMP, how should someone that's, that's younger or relatively new to the industry use an association to advance their career? As I mentioned before, if you, if you expect to be successful 
in a role or in an industry, you need to have an understanding and a knowledge of the requirements, you know, the rules of engagement. I would mention to anybody, whether they worked for Rust-Oleum or somebody you know, that I met at a, at a conference or something, become involved and just learn as much as you can to help elevate your industry knowledge. Gaining those industry certifications that are out there can set you apart from others that either don't have the drive or don't have the opportunity. There are some great mentors out there also that are a wealth of knowledge. I have several of them on speed dial <laughs> and I keep them close for when times come around where I need some advice. But always keep in mind, if you join an association and you just pay dues or send in a check yearly, you're not doing anything to better yourself or the association. You have to get involved. You have to learn in any capacity that you can. And through that process, you'll find your way to help better yourself, your employer, and the people around you. So with SSPC and NACE merging to form AMP, which the big move was in January 2021, but that transition is still ongoing to an extent. I think it will really launch in early 2022 with the first annual conference in March. And of course, we also mentioned earlier in the podcast, NACE acquiring MPI back in 2017. What are you hoping to see now that you're seeing these groups and these associations combine? What can the, you know, the new landscape, now that you're seeing some consolidation, what can that do and what can we, uh, from an association standpoint, do to help? Well, I've enjoyed being a member of both associations separately over the years. From the education side, from the networking side, and just the general knowledge and, and the learning that you can pick up from it. Um, I look forward to the combined synergies of the two of them coming together. I'm also, you know, a little concerned because, you know, I enjoyed NACE, I enjoyed SSPC, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they come together. And I'm sure this will be done appropriately and properly, <laughs> and we'll all be fine. But normally when you merge some things, you know, there's always some some bumpy roads out there. But it's, so far, everything that's happened in, in 2021 um, they've been very transparent. They've been very forthcoming, and I think that most of the members understand the direction we're going. Um, as someone who, as I mentioned, manages the MPI program, I do think that them becoming part of NACE and becoming part of AMPP, I, help that, I think that it will help them become more prevalent in the, uh, in the environment out there and, and also give them some structure that they may have not had. So I do think that is a great move for them to be part of it also. But at the end of the day, I think the combined focus of all three of these platforms managed and driving towards the same direction can only lead to better programs, better standards, better training, and better certifications for all of us professionals in the industrial coatings market. I think that's pretty good perspective. I know there's always gonna be some nerves when you're changing something that already is working that already is clearly a success for you and a lot of people but certainly on paper there's a lot of benefits from this combination and hopefully in 2022 now that we're doing more in-person events getting back to 
more normalcy after the COVID times starting in March 2020. Hopefully, I think it will be easier to make that case to the industry at large and we can start reaping some of those benefits in 2022 and beyond. David, I think this has been really strong insight. I appreciate you for joining us. For any listeners who want to know more about you or Rustolium or just get more information, how can they uh, how can they learn more? How can they contact you guys? Just use this to plug whatever you would like to plug on behalf of you yourself or Rustolium. I'll start out by saying that I'll be in uh, Head Coatings Plus, the last one, mm-hmm. in December out in Phoenix. So if, feel free to drink, find me out there. Second, um, my email is d-o-b-r-y-a-n at rustoleum.com, or you can also send an email to technicalservice at rustoleum.com if you have any direct questions or technical questions from us. You can also go to our website, www.rustoleum.com, to look at products and also find a way to us also. Um, As I started, I want to thank you again for the opportunity. it's been a great organization. I've enjoyed being part of them separately for years and look forward to the merger and things moving forward. Uh, I'll see those I can in December and hopefully catch back up with uh, new faces in March. Yep, I'll be out there in December and I look forward to seeing you then. Folks, this is where we will leave things on today's episode. And if you want more information on our end of things, you can check out the AMP website at ampp.org. And you can also visit CodingsProMag.com for all sorts of news from Codings Pro Magazine related to protective coatings. With that, we'll sign off. For David O'Brien Jr., I'm Ben DuBose. Thanks, as always, for listening. And please come back soon for another new podcast from the Codings Pro interview series. This message comes to you from Codings Pro Magazine, the official media publication for Codings Plus. Join us for this exciting final year of Codings Plus, happening from December 13 to 16, 2021. Codings Plus is a jam-packed event with expert-led protective, marine, and industrial coatings programming, as well as technical sessions and workshops focused on surface preparation, application, coating formulation, testing, inspection, and green coating solutions. Visit sspc.org slash coatings 2021 for more information. We can't wait to see you there.